deep breath. Hello, everyone. This is Deborah Brown Volkman, and this is the Wisdom Comes with Wrinkles podcast. Uh, this is episode five. I'm so excited. This is such a wonderful opportunity. The premise of the podcast is that um, you know, getting older is not something to be afraid of. It is some, It is a time of celebration. It, you have battle wounds and scars, and you've been through a lot. You know, and you've earned it because you've worked really hard to get where you are today. And this podcast, this is career-focused podcast, it's dedicated to helping where guests come on and they share their wisdom, their lessons learned, their workplace, workplace experiences to pay it forward to the next generation. So our guest today is Jay Rombach. He is the founder of Reinventing You. And Jay has such an interesting, relatable story. You know, he was a senior executive, a human resources executive for Royal Caribbean Cruise for 21 years. I mean, that's a long time to be doing something. And I had a conversation with Jay uh, before this podcast and I get a sense that he really liked it. Like he liked his work and he was great at it and he was making a difference for a lot of people. But then COVID came, uh, COVID came and that was it. It was like that. And Jay, what makes your story so relatable is you're not the only one that this has happened to you know COVID came and things just disappeared you know automatically just disappeared and people had to reinvent themselves and I love that you took this as an opportunity to turn this into your business which is reinventing you so Jay it's just it's so wonderful wonderful to have you here today well thank you very much Deb I appreciate that and when you started off with the wrinkles and the scars I was checking the boxes because I have just about <laughs> all of them, uh, but I have earned them. So you're exactly right. So no, I appreciate the introduction. It's I'm happy to be here and 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 share my story. And I hope it really helps. It's definitely going to help. So how old are you? I am 61 years young. No way! <laughs> you look great. This is what I always say because I'm going to be 57 in a couple of days. Thank God for touch up my appearance. Zoom has touch up my appearance. And I think it's the reason why Zoom took off during lockdown is because uh, we, all, we all look so good. We all look so good. Uh, <laughs> all right. So so I have just one thing. Um, some people are listening to this podcast. Some people are watching it. I yeah. take notes. You know, Jay, you know, the guests say things and really magical things. And I like to capture it. So if you see me looking down, I am taking notes. So Jay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story. Okay, yeah, I had, uh, you know, went to college and wanted to study psychology. And uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll make this brief, but it is the context. So uh, I, I, I wasn't in a position to go to the advanced schooling to get my certificate to be a licensed psychologist. So I, I switched to business psychology, which was a relatively new and unknown uh, field uh, back in the day, if I could say that. Uh, but I did it. And uh, while it took me a few years to get my break, uh, to give, have somebody give me a chance, human resources, as it's called today, uh, was beginning to take off. And so I was fortunate enough to get an opportunity uh, in South Florida, where I am based still today. Uh, and then that started my career. And that was 35 uh, years ago. Wow. So yeah, it was a long time. So but I had you know, I was very fortunate to get some great mentors, but also some large companies that were able to have the resources to bring in training and all kinds of things that, that I learned from, but then facilitated and helped teach others. Uh, and so fast forward, and then uh, 
I work for a large retailer uh, in, in uh, Office Depot here in Florida in the late 90s. And uh, they were the, one of the first ones to go into e-commerce, if you can believe that. And I was, uh, you know, had another fortunate experience to be able to be human resources to build that team uh, on the West Coast and globally. So then I got the role at, at Royal Caribbean. It was, 20, it was November of 1999, right before the uh, uh, was once dreaded Y2K that turned yes, out the to world be was going to end. Remember, the world <laughs> was going to end? Yeah, well, I also supported the IT group. That's how I started Royal Caribbean, but worked for the new CIO at the time. And so it was right then that everything was in crunch time to see what was, whether the lights were going to go off at midnight. Uh, you know, and, and so anyway, that started my career at Royal Caribbean. It was a wonderful uh, career. I met some amazing people uh, and, and many are cherished friends uh, today. And, and uh, second most important is I, I really grew as a professional and uh, was able to to rise up in the ranks and ended up uh, my last several years being the head of human resources for the more upscale cruise line as part of Royal Caribbean uh, celebrity cruises. And so, you know, that was, a that uh, uh, still is a, a very dynamic, very high end. And what I mean by that is you pay a little bit more, but you get a little more luxury dining experience and things like that. And uh, so uh, we were big into really customer service and, and all those things. So running a hotel on the sea, but, uh, what's important is that, Deborah, we had over 60 countries represented on our ships. Wow. So you talk about getting a cohesive culture together. Uh, so uh, that was very, very difficult, but rewarding because you met with people all over the world that really wanted to make a difference. And the cruise industry was a great way to make a living. So then COVID uh, hit. And unfortunately, uh, obviously, everyone has their COVID story. Uh, in the oh, cruise. Yeah, all right. But I want to hear your COVID story. Yeah, well, this the, is important. So I'm just going to stop you right here for just, just a one moment because this is sure. such a pivotal moment, right? You know, it's 21 years, you know, you're cruising along, you love what you do, you're making a difference, and then bam, you're it, like that change. So yeah. what was that like for you? And did it happen automatically? You know, was there a uh, little bit of a transition? Like what what did what did that feel like for you? It, yeah, no, good, great question because the it was even more magnified, Deborah, because we were ready to launch our brand new ship. In the cruise industry, that's a big marketing deal. And you know, you, you know, every year or two, you 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 build a new ship and then you you launch it, and it's usually similar class as the other ones. And we were just then getting ready to travel to France to have the ceremony <laughs> uh, to to do this. And then um, you know, we hear of this, you know, this virus. And uh, we had no, I mean, obviously nobody had any idea. So we had one ship sailing in Asia that we had to close. We had to shut down, get it into safe waters because then all the news was in China about this virus. We, we had other ships sailing across the world that were fine, we thought, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, so, uh, so it started that way. And, and uh, it was, it was and, and then it started, you know, the virus, you know, you don't need me to tell you the story, started spreading, started moving west. Uh, and then, you know, it really became quickly, very quickly to the point where we actually closed our offices in Miami on St. Patrick's Day of 2020. So it was literally just a couple, three weeks between hearing of this 
and then closing the office because it was already spreading where there was a risk of going to the office and and so on. And that those were the days when the uh, the, the precautions were just being introduced, you know, okay. to masks, social distancing, and all that. And then and then Deborah, the rest, you know, we had to shut down the ships. We had to do rounds of layoffs right off the bat. Just a just a very difficult time for a lot of people. Uh, and then we had to get these crew members off the ships because we were closing down operation. So we had to get the guests off. I mean, they were in the sea sailing. So we had to like go to the first port, fly them home, and then everything was happening. So what I mean by that is airports were shutting, countries were shutting down. It was hard to get guests home. We may have to move, you know, the advantage is ships could move. So we may have to go to a different country uh, in the moment that was cleared to fly guests home. And so that happened and then we, then we got the crew off. And so that took several months to do that uh, at great angst to the people. You know, we looks, looks down at the, the personal level and it's very, very difficult because that was the main source of income for so many thousands and thousands of people across the world. And, uh, you know, to get them home, which was their first worry, what were conditions like at home? How were their families doing? And a lot of times we had great difficulty getting them home. Uh, and we had to keep crew on the ships for months, some of them months, we couldn't get them home. So, you know, so not only were we having, we have no revenue because the guests were off. This was now the summer of 2020, but then we had to run the, the ships and run the operations, still have food supplies and living supplies to house our crew, which we would naturally do. I mean, the crew was most important to take care of, but that was the series of events. And, uh, you know, it was a, just a very, very stressful time, even though we were, you know, we were working from home, uh, that meant calls and meetings at all hours of the day and weekend. Uh, and uh, to, to turn from a great hospitality experience at sea to a logistical operation to get people home was where you had to really think on your feet because <laughs> if you reach for a manual on how to do that, <laughs> if you find one, let me know because it doesn't exist, right? So that was the story. All right, so is that your lesson? Like what's the, what's the lesson that you want? Is it think on your feet? Like what, what is the top thing that you want the next generation yeah. to know? I think the, 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 that's, that really is the ultimate question. So the lessons we learned then, the lessons we learned since. Right, so the lessons we learned then is that you just have to go. You have to be a leader in the moment and decide mm -hmm. the best thing to do with the information you have. And you were getting pressure from families to get their people home. You were getting pressure from government authorities to keep them on the ship because it wasn't safe. But in the moment you had to just make the best uh, decision. And you, and you know what, you had to be comfortable being wrong. Or you had to be comfortable the next week with new information or new uh, guidance from the government or governments around the world to change, you know. And so that was it. You you really had to, you know, you can't stop and see what, you know, what what's happening and what's going to happen. 
this this was a crisis and that people were were stuck and had to get home. And so you really had to think on your feet, but be agile. You had to just say, okay, I made this decision. It's not the best one now. Okay, so what? Let's get together. You get the right people involved and you make a different decision that's right in the moment. And then the second part, the sense part, which we've all experienced and and I know in the work, Deborah, you do as well, is the whole world of work turned upside down. So, you know, and, and uh, so now managing organizations and companies are done completely differently, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and we all know that. So, so from a human resource perspective, it's the ability organizationally to provide guidance and leadership based on the best of what's being done, but then being able to change you know, as, as well, uh, because nobody has that rule book for hybrid workforces or whatever you want to, uh, to call it. So anyway, it's become a very interesting world of work across the world. For sure. It really has, right? So at a certain point, you got that call. You got that call and they said, Jay, we appreciate your efforts and everything that you've done. Um, and your, your time with us is complete. So then you had yeah. a switch. You had a switch. So yeah. You, so what, what happened then? Because you reinvented yourself and you went into a completely different direction. Yeah. So I, I being in human resources, you know, I, I, I knew what was happening. We were, you know, we had no revenue and, um, you know, you just, there's just business realities. Uh, and, and so it wasn't a surprise. Uh, you know, obviously it was unfortunate, but you can't dwell on, on what happened. And so I, I, for the first time in many, many years, I was actually uh, between jobs, you know, and uh, I didn't have anything immediate to go to, but I did have, you know, the ability, uh, you know, and I was treated very kindly uh, by the organization okay. and what I had earned in terms of benefits that I could take some time and reflect and see what what happens now? What do I do? And the one thing I immediately came to a conclusion, which I teach and, and try to encourage today, although every situation is different, is I didn't just jump after the next job. You know, it'd be easy to say, oh, I'm out of work. I've never been here before. What am I going to do? Uh, and I didn't just jump to the next job. And listen, Deborah, I know there's financial re realities in certain situations and personal situations and certainly i would never suggest people to do or not do what they need to do for for that you know that security and uh, that they need but do the work of reflection at the time especially in the middle age uh, groups where you've had a period of success you've got experience don't just jump to to leverage your next maybe your last part of your career to a organization, to what they stand for and what they do. It may be great, maybe the right decision, but not right away. I think what first I did was just reflect. I went through some assessments. I, I worked with some coaches and I, I, uh, that I, I did personal assessments. So I really clarified my strengths and weaknesses, which I had done before in my career. But this, I had to really clarify, this is where I'm at. This is what I really, I mean, you got the paper, the resume and all the experience, but what are you really, really good at? I also reflected on the feedback I got from lots of um, trusted customers and friends that I had worked with. It became colleagues and friends that I had worked with. 
And I really reflected back, what did I do best? What was I told mm -hmm. that I did best? And so I made absolutely sure as I looked at the landscape, what was best for me is what is that inventory of strengths and then my own passions so that I could offer what I do again and make and provide value. Okay. So yeah, right. that's what I did. Yes, and it looks like, because I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile right now on the screen, is you coach professionals and leaders to reinvent themselves. So it, it seems like what you went through, you help people to do. Now, you chose a different path. You could have said, I'm going to take some time, I'm going to reflect, I'm going to get another job. But that's not the direction you went into. You chose to work for yourself and you chose to help people go through what you went through. So what, what had you make that choice? I made the choice for a couple of reasons. One, it was my story. And I knew so many were going through unexpected disruptions in their career like I did. Mm -hmm. It's just a fact. And I believe that I could really help based on my own story and my own journey. And that's what I've dedicated my, actually my life and my career to at this point. You know, and so I started, you know, it started with my with my story. And then I just, uh, you know, my own experience as a coach and what I've done as a human resource executive just puts me in a spot where I can understand folks and I can help them reflect on the things they need to think about when really, Deborah, I, I, I just making an overgeneralization here, but a large percentage of people only know to get another job. Mm -hmm. You know, right. they only know, and it's people that are still, a lot of people that are still working, you know, and, and things have changed and they're not happy anymore. They're not inspired. And I'm thinking, God, it's the last third or last fourth of our career. Golly, how, why, why put yourself in a situation where you're not happy or inspired? Because we work so many hours that bleeds into our personal life, our own life and all those kinds of things. And okay. all right. yeah, I got uh, so you're helping you're helping um i want to say the an older demographic well i i have a skill that in, in career management i could help any demographic but i okay. really am focusing my business on the ones that really have established success okay uh, i say middle-aged men and women that uh don't know don't know what to do with their life and but they have a lot of value and they need to reconnect it with that and look at different options where they could provide the value. I love that. All right. So unexpected disruptions. It happened to you, right? Yeah. You went through it. Uh, and now you're helping other people. So look, yeah. so would you have changed anything for you? Would you have changed your journey? Uh, looking back when after it happened, then? You yeah. Mean? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, I mean, you were on one path and you were great at that path. And then you had an unexpected, an unexpected uh, disruption. Oh, like that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't change. I, I, I hope this comes across okay because I don't mean it. You know, it, it, it's we all have gifts, and we all have a reach, especially if we have work experience and degrees of success. We have gifts to give, and the choice that we have is to go to another organization and try to provide those gifts. In other words, do they have a job that fits us? I made the decision, which is why I would make the same decision, that I want to give my gifts to a broader audience. 
then, and it's nothing against working for an organization. If that's right for people, that's great. It's still the, 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 uh, the, the, the default and probably the most common uh, decision, but you don't have to these days. You all, can right, so, provide, all right, yeah. so I wanna bring it back to you. I wanna bring it back. The question was for you, you know, would you have changed anything? No, I really don't. Other than maybe made the decision earlier, mm -hmm. uh, because I did do a, I did have the ability to do a longer reflection. I did look at other positions. I did look at other opportunities like franchise opportunities, but I wouldn't have done it Deborah, any differently other than maybe to, to push it up because the, the part of starting a business maybe has taken a little bit longer you know, than I thought setting up all the things, but that's hindsight, it's just lessons learned. Um, but I wouldn't have done personally anything different. I'm working extremely hard. Um, you know, I still do some HR consulting work. So I, my head's in the game and, and I am as relevant in, in my knowledge as, as ever, but I would not have done anything differently. All right, love it. Okay, so Jay, is there anything that you would like to say before we wrap up? Yeah, I would just invite, you know, anyone to uh, experiencing change. It is difficult, but we all go through it. And I think the best way to do it is to prepare. And, uh, and what I mean is it's so easy. And I was as guilty as anybody. I was 21 years with the company. And it's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to start my own business one day. And then one year after another, I was just doing well and working with great people in a great company. So I didn't think of it. And now I would really think differently, that you have to be prepared, your your resume updated, your profile updated. And so I've, I've actually just started a business uh, called Reinventing You okay. that is helping people do just that, to prepare and to manage through change. There's, this, there's a personal and emotional component to it that's very real. And I, I really help people get through it and start with my own learning. And then I just help them reflect on really, again, what's the best of who they've been? And, and then let's just get reconnected and see that is really different from your circumstances. A lot of people, Deborah, say, oh, I lost my job. Maybe I don't have it anymore. You know, maybe I just, I, I've lost the relevant skills or they're gonna bring in the younger people. They, they equate the circumstances with who they are and their abilities and we mm -hmm. can't do that. What's happened to us is separate from who we are. So we reflect on the best we've done so it's reflect and then I help people refocus on their strengths and the best of who they are. And then that switches the mindset where they reclaim the work that they love and the work that inspires them. I call this the path to reinvention and it's called reinventing you. People can reach out to me at uh, J, J A Y at reinventing you.biz. Okay. Uh, and my company is reinventing you.biz is the website of the, of the company. So .biz, not .com, but anybody wants to, so no obligation, wanna reach out to me for a chat, I could certainly uh, take a look at your situation and see if, um, you know, see if I can help because I, I know people need it and I'm willing to help. Oh, that's really wonderful. That's wonderful and that's a very kind offer, right? Thank so, you. So Jay, I just wanna say thank you. Thank you for coming here and sharing your story with people. Um, you know, I hope I hope who's listening to this that Jay's story helps you and inspires you and gives you the ability that whatever happens to pick yourself back up. And it's possible. It's possible to to reinvent yourself. It's possible to take what has happened to you and parlay it into something great. 
So this is yeah. Deborah Brown Goldman for Wisdom Comes with Wrinkles. Um, this is the podcast. I am so thrilled that Jay, that you were here. I'm so thrilled, listeners, that you were here. Um, and I will see you next time. Thank you.